Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is time once again for another episode of Bad Language from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I am the podcast producer here at BTSC, and I thank you for giving me this platform every single week to talk to you about my favorite thing, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if you're listening now in July before camp starts, I'm pretty sure it's your favorite thing as well. And we are going to talk about whether this team makes you happy or not. But I'd like to talk about something else that makes me happy, and it's BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. You know, I have been here since 2015, and now going into my eighth season, yes, my eighth Steeler season as a part of this platform, and I'm enjoying it so much. My first podcast was in 2016, and now I'm the podcast producer, and we have over 19 original shows when we get into the regular season. It's going to be 20, and we also have so many things to read as well. So it all started basically on the editorial side, so with the writing, and then we had opportunities to open up the podcast platform. There was one a week, then it was two a week. And now, like I said, we have almost 20 original shows per week for you to check out. So whether you like to listen, whether you like to read, definitely go ahead and subscribe to BTSC in any way that you see fit. So the big thing here is being a Steeler fan. And, you know, if you are listening in July, then that means you crave this team. Some people crave this team too much. There's an old phrase. It's a dyed-in-the-wool Steeler fan. And I had a gentleman that used to call himself that all the time, and he was a really good fan. And he loved it. I mean, dyed-in-the-wool, he was, that means, I guess he was there forever. They used to wear wool jerseys. I guess that's what that meant. But you have the fans that have been there for a long time, but have a lot of perspective when it comes to being a fan of the team. Then you have the others that sometimes I wonder how much they love the team. Now they do love the team, but there's no perspective and it's not a two way love. Let me explain that to you. I've got a buddy who is a diehard Steelers fan, but he paces during games. He criticizes everything that they do. He's very pessimistic when it comes to the Steelers. In his opinion, 
the Steelers are horrible at drafting. And when I first started hanging out with them, watching games, I once looked at him and said, do you even like the Steelers? And he kind of felt, he looked offended. It's like, hey, of course I like the Steelers. But you have different people on this earth. You have the, you know, we talk about it all the time. You have the glass half empty, the glass half full people. And that's the same way with fans. But some people make Steeler games stressful on them. It's a very stressful thing to watch this team for them. Because they don't get excited about things going on. They're waiting for things to go wrong. And they're not satisfied with anything. I used to joke to my friend's face. I said, man, I mean, you could have two naked supermodels in a room. And you'd be like, yeah, it was okay. Just because nothing satisfies you. And it's like that watching the Steelers with them. Now, I'll continue to watch games with him. I love this guy like a brother. But he just, there's always something wrong. And that's how you need to look at watching the Steelers. It's almost, look, I'm not going to tell you how to watch the games. But I'm going to tell you how I do it. I used to think that I lived or died with the Steelers. I know how excited I am after a huge win, after a playoff win, after I win clinching the division, after, of course, when I got to witness Super Bowl titles. And I, I feel like I've only really enjoyed two Super Bowl titles. I remember how awful I felt leaving games, three AFC championship games, January of 98. January of 2002, January of 2005, and being in attendance at those games where they lost and feeling miserable. But here's the thing, and Joe Paterno used to say this, and I remember this was late in his career. This might have been 2004, the Zach Mills years, and they didn't have a great season. And they they beat Michigan State, and it was exciting at the time, but they, they had a losing season. And I, somebody asked him about it, you know, what's he going to do? He goes, I'm not going to go home and kick my dog. And I thought about that for a long time, the kick my dog comment. And that's true. When the Steelers lose a game and are eliminated from the postseason, which in my fandom has happened every single year, but twice. And when that happens, it's like, okay, well, it was still a good year or they'll get them next year. You know, I don't dwell on it until I'm sick. I don't let it take over my life, but I still find ways to enjoy it. And maybe I'm just the guy that looks for bright spots. 
Maybe I'm just the guy that finds a way to turn it off. Because for me, and this is, I mean, maybe I, I wasn't doing this earlier on in my life as a fan. But think about this. When you watch a game, you're slipping off into a fantasy land. And I know I've talked about this before. But bad. You know, this is Steeler football. I thought you were a big fan. Well, yeah, I am. But I'm not a part of the team. Now, I'm not going to go crazy if you talk about the team and say we. I'm not one of those guys. I tell my podcasters, try not to use we. Try to use the Steelers. But I say we sometimes, but I say it more as we as a fan base. Because we are a Steelers nation. But I look at it as drifting off into a fantasy land. And when they win, I feel incredible. I feel great. 2020 was kind of weird, though, because Dave Schofield and I would have these conversations all the time that they would win and you felt like the bottom was going to drop off. And you really did. But you got a chance to realize that, hey, it's still a win and you've got to take it. You've got to enjoy the win. And sure, it might happen, but not many teams get these. Doesn't happen all the time. And we talk about this a lot. You know, we're not fans of the Detroit Lions. We are not fans of the Cleveland Browns. When these teams had 0-16 seasons. They had 1-15 seasons. They had seasons when they had the number one draft choice. Look at how many times the Cleveland Browns. How many times you've watched the Browns and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pick number one. The Jaguars have only been around since 1995. And think about how many times they have had the first selection in the NFL draft. And think about how many times that was really awesome. It wasn't. They haven't had the greatest luck. They're not a great organization. We talk about this all the time. Yes, we're spoiled fans. And we know we're spoiled fans. Because we expect more out of the Steelers. Because they have a history of excellence since that 1969 season. Even though that 1969 season wasn't excellent. Yeah, they were 1-13. But they started sowing the seeds for it. They were 5-9 and nine the next year in 1970. 1971 started to get it better. 1972. That's when the arrow started pointing up. And it hardly ever pointed down. So for me, of course, I live vicariously through the Steelers. And although I'm not a, a wee guy, I'm the guy that, that feels like I'm a part of it because I'm a part of Steelers Nation. And it's not because I'm with BTSC, but BTSC just gives me the platform to talk to you. And I'm blessed to have it. And do I know more than some of the fans? No, not at all. I don't. I know a different kind 
of Steeler angles. That's one of the great things we have here at BTSC. Man, if you want analysis, then you're talking to the Dave Schofields and you're talking to the Jeffrey Benedicts and you're talking to the Kevin T. Smith, the Coach Smiths. If you want news, then you're talking to the Jeff Hartmans. If you want commentary, then you're talking to the Tony Defios and the Shannon Whites. And if you want draft or fantasy, you're talking to Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts and Matty Peverell. And if you want guys that are fans and look at it in a fun perspective, then you have the Matty Peverells, excuse me, the Marky Davisons. And you have me. You, you have the Yins guys that are the social media guys. You have Greg Benevent. And you have Kyle Christ if you want comedy. And I haven't mentioned everybody, but there's more. And you have those people to go listen to because we all have different angles with it. Is any one of us a better fan than the other at BTSC? No. We're equal fans. We just have a different level of knowledge. Man, I can tell you stuff about the 70s Steelers that Jeff Hartman can't. But Jeff Hartman can tell you so much about this team. Part of the reason is because he wasn't around in the 70s. But I know trivial stuff that nobody cares about. But there's one or two people that do, you know. Am I funny like Greg and Kyle? No. My gosh, do I know the draft guys like Peveril and Wilbar and Betts and Shannon White? No. Can I break down a defense like Smith and Schofield and Benedict? No. Am I as witty as Tony Defio? No. But we all have our spot and we're all equal in our fandom and we bleed black and gold, but we don't make others bleed, which means we don't make you feel bad about it. We don't make you feel bad about having your opinion and we're not on a ledge when they lose because we have friends and family. And we realize that when that fantasy land of three plus hours and our hour here on BTSC talking about it is over, we're not going to stop thinking about the Steelers. We're not going to stop thinking about our next show. We are just going to get back to life and get back to reality. That was a song, Soul to Soul, 1989. Back to life, back to reality. Yeah, sorry, I haven't done that in a while. You know, that's just what we do. So there's an art to enjoying the Steelers. There's an art to putting in the, into perspective. The number one thing is to know that they can't be perfect every year. It's just impossible. Parody is really something strong in the NFL. 
you know, a lot of that has to do with the way you see the drafts. A lot of that has to do with the salary cap. Why is baseball so different? Why is it always the Yankees? Why is it always the Dodgers and teams like that? Why is it never the Orioles and the Pirates? Well, because you just can't spend like that. Because you don't. Revenue sharing, that's fine, but you don't go out and do with it what the other teams can do. You still can't. Even though I wish the Pirates would do more, but this isn't about the Pirates. The bottom line to the whole thing is there's so much parity in the league because of a salary cap, which there's nothing wrong with a salary cap. I kind of like the salary cap for the fact that you can't have an owner with deep pockets doing things that other teams can't do. You could be on a a level playing field there. And you are, and that's why teams like Pittsburgh are able to be one of the best teams in the history of this league. So it's perspective, really, what it is. It's understanding that, you know, it's not the end of the world when they lose a game. It sucks. But you just have to realize what your expectations are. Sure, we want to fall into that fantasy world. But if that's your only world, then, man, I I really hope that you could find something else that makes you happy besides the black and gold. The question that I had recently was, what do you consider a successful season? And some people aren't satisfied until they win the Super Bowl. And that's it. And those same people might be so pessimistic that as soon as they win the Super Bowl, when I knew people like this, when they won in 2008, yeah, but they're not going to repeat. There's no way they're going to repeat with this team. You know, the offensive line's not good enough. They just don't have this. It's enjoying the process and enjoying the fantasy of it. There's one thing that I hate about social media. There's a few things. There's plenty of things I hate about social media. But one thing I hate is that we hide behind keyboards and we can be jerks. I remember one of my favorites was James Harrison. This was maybe 10 years ago. You know, maybe it was during those years, like 12 and 13, maybe, or 12 when they weren't that awesome and they missed the playoffs. And he went out hunting with Brett Kiesel on a Saturday. And I even think it was their bye week or whatever. And he posted a picture and people were getting on him for killing defenseless animals. It's hunting. Okay. Um, People were, you should be studying the playbook and making sure that defense could stop so-and-so. And they were just ripping all over him. And James Harris, the reason this is my favorite, James Harrison just jumps back in and says, you know, he typed this. I bet you, you wouldn't say that to my face if I was standing right in front of you. And I thought that was one of the greatest answers ever. I remember one year, somebody got married. One of the defensive backs got married. 
I can't remember who it was. And people were like, well, instead of getting married, and it was the bye week. Instead of getting married, you should be practicing better. You should be doing this. Those players are allowed to have lives. Because you're allowed to have a life. That's the thing. We've talked about enjoying the process, respecting the players, just because they have a high-profile job. But man, your life might be so much better if you can still live and breathe it. You can still enjoy it, but know when to turn it off. And know that just like your life, your days aren't going to be perfect. Your big meetings aren't always going to go awesome. You're going to have days when you come home and somebody says to you, honey, how was work? Like, oh, it was horrible today. That's what a 42 to 20 loss to Cincinnati is. It's a bad day at the office. We're going to go ahead and take a break. And we're going to switch over to the fun side of being a fan a little bit more and talk about some moments that made you feel like a world beater. So stick around for the final 10 minutes of bad language on behind the steel curtain.com. Welcome back to Bad Language from BehindTheStillCurtain.com. I am Brian Anthony Davis. If you did not get a chance to check out Jeff Hartman this morning on Let's Ride, go back and listen to it. It's a great show. There's so many fun shows to listen to. Hopefully tonight's hangover is going to be a fun show. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but Tony Defio, Shannon White, and yours truly, well, we have a fun show planned. Tomorrow, you are going to get another episode of what I think is one of the finest shows on our network. It's Jeffrey Benedict, and it's from the cutting room floor. So it's a basically a film room study without the film, because we're on the audio only platform there's gonna be another fix tomorrow with andrew wilbar and also jeremy betts and then tomorrow night the return of the scobros yes a week off was last week they are back and going to be better than ever and if you didn't get a chance to check out some of the weekend shows go ahead and take a listen to kevin tate on we run the north chris Pugh and joe frost on the steelers power half hour tony defio with his solo show on Friday nights. It's the six pack with Tony. And don't forget about the boys from down under with Steelers touchdown under under. I I was going to say under again, you don't want to have too many endas. So touchdown under with Matt Peverell and Mark Davison. So, so much good stuff here on the network. Make sure you check it out. All right. So we talked about, being a happy fan and letting the Steelers bring you joy. And when things don't go the Steelers way, don't let it ruin your day. You know, that's kind of the way to do it because you'll be satisfied with when they end the season 
in maybe a not so stellar way, but be excited on the fact that they're going to try to make things better. I remember a lot of people were disillusioned and doing that, doing that post game show when they lost to the Cleveland Browns two years ago after going 11 and 0. man. Yeah, that was tough. That was, that was dreadful. It really was. And I was, I felt demoralized and I needed a night to feel better about it. Then I woke up the next day, had the day off from work. No, actually that was last year, but I woke up the next day and I realized that had my family there, the dogs needed fed, needed to go to work to take care of my, my gang. You know, I got a kiss from my wife. I got a high five from my son, a hug from my daughter, you know, realized it was going to be okay. My daughter said, how did the Steelers do? I went to bed. Uh, it wasn't so good. I know oh, that's okay, dad. They'll get them next year. I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe they will. Last year, I, when they lost to the chiefs, you weren't surprised. Uh, I don't know how many people really thought they were going to beat the chiefs. And you knew it was Ben Roethlisberger's last game and you worry about it. But what makes you feel better about the Steelers is the fact, you know, that they haven't gone in deep chasms before they didn't go in a deep chasm when they lost Terry Bradshaw. In fact, they went to the AFC championship game the year he retired, you know, the year after he retired that 1984 season, he retired in the summer of 84, but everybody knew it. And not only that, Franco Harris left too. Did they have the perfect year? No, but they were scrappy and they were so fun to watch. So I try to think about the most fun games that I've ever watched as a Steeler fan. And of course there are wins, but it's funny. I still have good memories of the Steelers losing in Super Bowl 30. Was I devastated? I was bummed. But I remember Kevin Green saying something like, no one thought we can shut down that running game. And we did. And was it a consolation? It was little consolation, but that team came to play. It didn't go their way, but it came to play. And you felt like that ring was going to come. And it didn't come for another 10 years, but it did come. Came under that coach. You felt good about everything. But I remember how good I felt in parts of that game. When Yancey Thigpen caught that touchdown pass right before halftime. Man, I felt elated. All right, they're in it. It's only 13 to 7 now. They're in it. When LaVon Kirkland just broke through the Dallas line. When Bam Morris just walked right into the end zone. You thought it was going to happen. You felt like it was going to happen and it, it stopped. And it really stopped. And that was something that, you know, it hurt. You had great memories of this team 
And even you, I could find a silver lining in losses. But I want to talk about some wins that made me feel amazing. How about that game at the end of the 2002 season? That was a magical year for me. Did they win it all now? Tommy Maddox coming in as the quarterback. It, it was a phenomenal feeling that year because we were seeing things with that offense from quarterback that we didn't see in a long time. And it didn't extend to 2003, but because it didn't extend to 2003, then what happens? What happens is it ends up being Ben Roethlisberger coming in 2004. But everybody could remember that 2002 season. Things were not going right in my life. I was going through a divorce that year. And I was having health problems too. But man, the Pittsburgh Steelers kept me through it. And the fact that they went as far as they did after starting out one and three felt good. But that game against Cleveland in the snow in Pittsburgh, what the final score was like 33 to 30 or 36 to 33, something like that. Fumatu Malafala breaking through for a touchdown. Just like, oh, I mean, it was great stuff. And that was just an incredible game. Go back and watch that game. There's there's plenty of ways to watch it. I like McMillan and Wife for Steelers games. It's good stuff. But go ahead and do that. And it's something that you'll enjoy. You know, there's other games that just make me smile when I think about them. Man, I smile when I think of a game back in 1984. That's when I was just turned 13. And 1984 was one of my favorite years for the Steelers. I just talked about it a little bit ago. Bradshaw retired. Franco wasn't there. They had one of the youngest teams in the league. And what happens? They make the AFC championship game. Because they beat a 13 and three Denver team in Denver. And I liked the Denver Broncos back then, but not that day. And watching Frank Pollard and Walter Abercrombie do the things they did. Gary Anderson had a rough game. Gary Anderson missed a couple field goals, but they shut down John Elway. They flummoxed John Elway. And it was a special game to watch earlier that year. I remember watching the Steelers beat the San Francisco 49ers. Brian Hinkle with a big interception. Gary Anderson with the winning field goal. That's a game that will stick with me forever. And I watched highlights of it forever. You know, back when we were first getting cable TV, and I didn't have cable yet when that Denver game happened. But we went to a friend's house because it was I think it was like December 30th and we were at relatives house. They're friends and relatives. We, we would go Christmas hopping, you know, you would do that, that week off. And we, you do all this visiting over the holidays. I feel like we don't do enough of that these days, but I remember just feeling so good and they had cable 
and I turned on Sports Center and I turned on headline news just to see them talk about that over and over and show the highlights over and over. Then Sports Illustrated comes out and they're there and it's on there. Had the same feeling December 31st, 1989, the last day of my favorite decade, the 80s. And I felt so good. It felt like I was a part of the team. I felt so good when they beat the dreaded Houston Oilers 16 to 13 with a 50 yard field goal by Gary Anderson in overtime. Phenomenal feeling. Went to a party that night. I was a freshman in college, but man, I felt like a million bucks and those games get you through. But the next week in a game, they shouldn't have even been in. They almost beat the Denver Broncos. In fact, David Treadwell, the Broncos had this double doink field goal to put them ahead. And a guy named Mark Stock dropped a ball, a big ball. But the Steelers had an opportunity to win that game. They didn't. And when they lost, I remember saying, oh, okay, back to reality. The dream's over for this season. But then you're thinking, what a great year. What a great ride this was. Because they started out that year losing 51 to nothing to the Browns, 41 to 10 to the Bengals in week two. Week one and two, they lose like that. It's a nine and seven team. They found a way. Christmas Eve, they had to get a Christmas miracle. Three teams had to lose the Raiders, the Colts, and the Bengals on Christmas night, which was Monday Night Football back then. And the Steelers had a win in Tampa Bay. It was the coldest game ever at Tampa Bay at that time. Steelers had a win. They did. Those three teams that were favored to win had to lose. There you go. And it happened. And they got in. Then I remember my favorite game, January 1st, 2006. And the reason it's my favorite game, it's you've heard me tell this story before. I was only dating my girlfriend at the time for our first date was December 1st and this was January 1st. So it was a month and I asked her to go to Heinz field to watch this game with me against the Detroit lions. I know I've talked about this before, but Jerome Bettis three touchdowns in that game. Everybody knew it was his last home game. He holds up his helmet because everybody is chanting one more year, one more year to Jerome in praise. And he knew he w- there wasn't going to be one more year. He knew it, this was his last home game because they were the sixth seed and a couple teams had to lose, which they did. Cincinnati was one of them. couple teams had to lose for them to get in. And they did. They, they got in. But when they're chanting one more year, I look over at this woman And she's crying. She wasn't a football fan, but she was crying because this is something I loved so much. And she was, I realized I was going to marry her and she's given me three children. And she's the love of my life. The love of my life that loved the other love of my life, the Steelers. Then the Steelers that were the love of my life weren't that much of a love of my life as much. Because then it became the kids, the dogs, the wife. The life, my life, 
But when things go down and things aren't great, that time, that three hours with the Steelers makes you feel so good. Just remember the good times and there's going to be plenty of them. And to quote the late Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, in his Hall of Fame speech for the WWE, it's like bad times don't last, but bad guys do. I'm your bad guy. I'm Brian Anthony Davis. And I thank you so much for listening to me this week on bad language as we talk about being a happy Steeler fan. And when you're a happy Steeler fan, you've got a happy life. You know, they say happy wife, happy life. Well, happy fan, happy life too. I believe that. I put my Steeler fandom in perspective, not telling you to do so, but if you do, then you can enjoy it more. And there's going to be episodes just like shows you watch that aren't great, that a favorite character dies. That's like losing in the playoffs, losing to Jacksonville in the playoffs. You know, they're going to happen. Those bad times are going to happen in those games, in those seasons, just like they do on your favorite shows. I know my daughter is mad at the Duffer brothers from Stranger Things. No spoilers, but yeah, it's not good. But it's hopefully setting up a triumphant final season coming up. But the good thing is that we're not worried about final seasons. You know, things change. We just got news last night that Heinz Field is no longer going to be called Heinz Field and we might have a new name next week, but they're not going to have the rights to that field anymore. They're, they're not going to pay for the rights. So we're not going to be able to go to Heinz Field anymore, but we're going to be able to go to the same stadium. It's just going to change. Names change. Names on the back of the jerseys change. We went from Roethlisberger to maybe Trubisky, maybe Pickett, maybe back to Rudolph. Those names do change. But we're rooting for a culture. And that's one of the best in the National Football League and makes us feel good. So there you have it, my friends. I just wanted to talk about being a fan, enjoying being a fan and the glory of it. In a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about training camp and we're going to be back in it. But if you're listening in July, you're listening to this show, you're listening to the end then you bleed black and gold and you enjoy doing it. So I thank you so much. This has been Bad Language from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. And as always, I ain't apologizing for nothing. <laughs>